When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. Having family in the IT biz. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it looks like it's going to be another decent day around Wisconsin as far as weather is concerned. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous farm babe Pam Youngke. Happy to be along with you. Sunshine on the way today. That should make it feel a little bit better. Not real warm. 40 are expected high with overnight lows today down to 28. Nothing in the forecast as far as precipitation is concerned. Tomorrow will warm up to 51, but a few more clouds in the forecast. By Thursday, all the way up to 63 with a mix of sun and clouds. So definitely above average as far as temperatures are concerned for most of this week. Stu Ag Meteorologist has weather details. We're also going to be joined by John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. We're focused in like laser on dairy this morning. Tremendous sell-off yesterday as far as our fluid milk contracts were concerned. This morning in Chicago, we're waking up with fluid milk contracts that are well under $17 a hundredweight starting right away in the month of December. What is going on? Is there some kind of recovery on the horizon? We'll talk about that with John coming up. A history of success means proven performance. But let's call performance what it is. Profitability. And boosting yours, no matter what the season brings, is the goal of DeKalb Brand Corn. Backed by exclusive genetics, whole farm solutions, and unmatched dealer support. Let nothing shake your perseverance. Ask your dealer how DeKalb Brand Corn can help you realize a future of performance. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. As they say... You have to wait, and good things will come to you. That's something that's going on on the campus of the University of Wisconsin-Madison, down on the Ag Campus. We have a new meats building, Bob Bosel, here at the northern end of the world's longest barn in Eau Claire. And, Pam, I know this is something that uh, the industry in Wisconsin has been pushing for, and, of course, the uh, folks on campus are more than happy to have it. The new meats building, it's done, it's open, and it's working. That's right, Bob. Fabulous farm bay Pam Yankee here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, not too very far from the brand new Meat Science Animal Biologics Discovery Center that was dedicated November 6th. And boy, oh boy, talk about a pregnant pause. Talk about a, a group of industry leaders that uh, were beaming from ear to ear that this finally had a chance to happen. One of those, Steve Van Lannen. He is the president of American Foods Group out of Green Bay and a longtime mentor and supporter of this project, both from an industry representative as well as personal donations. And I got a chance to visit with Steve and just basically asked him how nice it was to finally have this part of his career essentially complete. Yes, yes. So it goes back decades. And in fact, uh, you know, we've been... Even when Tommy Thompson was in office as governor is when it first started. Um, it was talked about. It was one of the oldest, the meat science facility with the University of Wisconsin, one of the oldest in the country. Uh, and then it went on for decades and never really got funded. Um, and, it, and it took an effort here of, of some other leaders in the industry um, and, and the university and, and, and university chant dean uh, to get this ball rolling. Probably about 10 years ago, we really started to, to get momentum to get the donors and it was a vision of an animal, not just meat science, which is important to Wisconsin, uh, but this animal biologics discovery, this idea of 
what else can we do beyond meat um, in this facility to add value to animals, which in the end adds value to Wisconsin producers. You know, 10 years is a long time, Steve. There's a lot of people that would not have stuck with uh, this particular project. Why did it end up being such a critical focal point for the whole industry that long? You know, I think uh, you know we have a tremendous uh, dairy and livestock industry in Wisconsin, and it was you know, Wisconsin has the history of really the the uh, the university that invented meat science, right? And so there was a long tradition here, and people just didn't want to give up on it because they knew the importance to the producers and the state meat processors. We have a tremendous, a vibrant state meat processing industry um, that's dependent upon a facility like this as well. Let's talk a little bit more about what those animal biologics really mean, not just as far as the grower on uh, the front line producing those animals, but as far as today's consumer. You're on the front end of uh, the vision of what could come, Steve. What gets you excited about the biologic side of our industry in this facility? You know, we're finding so many uh, uh, human um, health care opportunities with animal products. Uh, I think we've learned over the years that various pharmaceuticals that can be synthetic, that might be as effective as animal-produced um, uh, products, whether that be uh, nutraceuticals, actual pharmaceuticals, or, or um, opportunities in the biomedical industry. Yeah, and that uh, you mentioned about uh, value on an animal. All of a sudden, you start opening your mind to those biologics, and suddenly those become more valuable than even the meat being produced. Well, they certainly could be. They certainly could be. And so it's, a, uh, it's an amazing facility, uh, not only in the sense of some of the food safety things we can do, but, but the ways that we could help uh, human health and, and the human good. I want to kind of put together our past, immediate past history, Steve, and this facility, if we can. You were on the front line at American Food Groups when uh, the pandemic really started impacting a lot of our supply management, a lot of our blockchain out there. And I wonder if, as you were trying to make your way through that uh, uh, that war field, if this facility popped to your mind as a way that might be able to mitigate or at least help the industry in the future if ever faced with those kinds of challenging times again? Well, absolutely. I mean, a facility of this nature is is going to be vital for whatever the next challenge is. We hope it's never another pandemic in our lifetime, right? But there's so much that uh, uh, that we as an industry, whether that's the state meat processors or some of the larger plants, um, you know, we're production facilities. We don't have the ability or the time to to do research, to try different things, to solve certain problems. Um, that's the that's the strength of of this meat science program at Wisconsin. What do you hope they uh, focus in on first, Steve? Like we said, everybody's got pent up anxiety waiting for this facility. What do you see them focusing on first as uh, we kind of get the building up and running? You know, I think the probably the biggest thing in in, uh, in really almost all species, uh, whether that be beef, porcine, uh, and even in the chicken industry, salmonella is of a major concern uh, nationwide. Um, and as an industry, we've been trying to uh, attack that with various task forces. And this universe, this facility, uh, will be at the forefront of of that that immediate challenge. And just like the pandemic, we don't necessarily know what the next challenge around the corner is, but this this facility will be ready for it. 
You know, Steve Van Landen's joining us, president of American Foods Groups, and he is also the chair of the Meat Science Advisory Council. This is also going to be a teaching facility. I mean, I saw the classroom layout and the state-of-the-art way they'll be able to present uh, information to students. How big a demand do you see for those students, for that brain trust, if you will, Steve, for the meat industry? Well, that's a great point. I mean, the, the, the students are the tremendous output that we need as well. Uh, certainly the research is vital in adding value to the animals, but, um, you know, training future leaders for this industry is vital. Um, the demand far outstrips the supply. Um, and certainly we, we see uh pandemic has caused some of that, but we've also just seen a, a, a little bit more of, of people not wanting to necessarily move geography. Um, so there's one side of keeping uh, the, the best and brightest in Wisconsin, um, both just for school and for, for a career down the road. Can I break and just kind of pivot towards uh, a kind of an update on where we stand with meat processing, uh, Steve? We've been working with a lot of our local butchers on how they're handling it. Can I pivot quick and just ask you how that's going for American Foods? Yes, yes. So certainly, um, you know, we're a nation, nationwide, worldwide distributor. Um, certainly, we've we've gone the same challenges that that a lot of industries have. But we're very fortunate in the actions that we've taken that our our employees have been safe. Uh, they've been able to to come to work and process animals and to to take care of the producers and feed the world. So I would say it's the business has come back to near normal. Um, although it's changed, right? The big difference is the uh, the volume uh, in the retail supply chain versus food service. And I think it's going to take a while for that food service volume to come back to what we saw in the last few years. You know, you've been in this industry your entire career, Steve. I've got to ask you, we all learned a lot of different things in light of the pandemic. Can you give me some of the key takeaways that Steve Van Lannen even learned uh, as everything was unfolding? Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing that we saw immediately, and we saw this as producers, processors, and consumers, is how dependent we were on certain supply chains, right? Um, and and the the immediate shutoff of the food service, um, we were we were not able to supply the retail food chain. And you think, like I said, you saw that as a consumer or a producer. Um, that's probably one of the biggest takeaways. Um, I think we've all learned, uh, whether it's at home or in in, in business or in our communities. Um, you know, uh, sanitation's key. We've always known that in the food industry, um, but I think we've we've got to understand that in some other areas as well. And uh, you know, it's 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 really concerning how um, some of the food supply channels uh, we really don't have options when 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 the major option goes down, right? Boy, that's for sure. Now, in light of those revelations, is American Food Groups made any changes so to mitigate any of that? Have you seen some of your other peers in the industry doing the same? Or, or now that we've kind of gotten past the major uh, tidal wave, are we kind of back to business as normal with the same systems? Well, I would say, you know, the, the, um, certainly the employee welfare, the employee safety focus has not changed since this has started, and, and, it, and it certainly won't go back. I think we've also looked at some uh, – we've we're making some major investments into facility changes uh, for employee welfare. Um, that wouldn't have even been considered some time ago. Uh, so th- those things will be permanent. Um, I think what we've also seen is is not so much from from ours, but our our customers um, are looking for multiple multiple suppliers in multiple ge- geogra- geographic regions, um, which I think is important for uh, 
for maintaining those supply chains, no matter what comes at us in the future. You know, you also made a good point. I wonder about it myself. Consumers have changed the way that they are purchasing uh, product. Uh, Now, a lot more home cooking, a lot more uh, grocery store activity. Um, Your opinion, do you think that's going to stay the course now that we've been doing it for so long, Steve, and found maybe a little extra savings for our pocket? Or how does American Foods kind of present themselves as the consumers trying to figure it out? Sure. So the long-term trend is always more difficult, right? But I would certainly say the near-term, as we can all understand, uh, food service is not going to come back to where it was as quickly. Um, but it's also changing, right? Things like ghost kitchens, um, you know, people, uh, the ability to order out, and even how they the retail experience in, in home, either home delivery or pickup, uh, that's changing what the consumer demand is. So that's where we're looking at developing products that, um, you know, perform differently maybe in a ghost kitchen than if it was actually served on a plate on a table in front of you. Uh, what's what's more suited for home delivery, either through retail or direct? Um, those are, um, I think, the projections that we saw for either home delivery of food products, um, you know, we got blown out of the water with this pandemic. I mean, we, we've probably light years ahead of where we would have been with home delivery had this not happened. Right, right. So, and again, tying it back with uh, the Meat Science uh, Animal Biologics Department. So being able to collaborate with those folks to help American Foods Group deal with their customers, this is just another one of those critical components. Absolutely. So, you know, we've for years understood how to how to take a product from from farm to table and, and going through the retail or food service distribution channels. Now we're adding a different mix of of home delivery and and other distribution methods. What are the challenges from a food safety and a product quality standpoint that this facility is going to help us answer those questions as well? He is the president of American Foods Group out of Green Bay. That's Steve Van Lannen, who is also an advisor on the Meat Science Animal Biologics Discovery Center launch that happened November 6th on the UW-Madison campus. Uh, More than $57 million dedicated to this state-of-the-art facility that covers more than 67,000 gross square feet, all to advance meat science and, like he said, animal biologics, not just for Wisconsin, but for the United States. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Thousands of homeowners like you trust American-made propane for the unmatched comfort of gas appliances. It all begins with your local propane provider who can recommend flexible payment and delivery options for your convenience. Now is the time to ask about winter preparation services, including payment programs and automatic refills. Keep your family safe and warm this winter. Call your propane provider today. This message is sponsored by your local propane provider and the Wisconsin Propane Education and Research Council. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor from land to lawn. 
Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. This holiday season, we hope you'll celebrate with family in safe ways and create memories to always cherish. Because isn't that the best gift? Hi, Pete Gunderson here from Gunderson Life Celebration Centers. At Gunderson Funeral, we understand how precious every moment can be. That's why we are committed to celebrating life and honoring your loved ones. For almost 100 years, we've been serving the community. Thank you for trusting us. As we continue to honor the past and celebrate the present, find us at GundersonFH.com. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, pretty calm out there this morning. Time to talk weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. A nice way to, I guess there is a little wind out there this morning, but overall pretty calm and looking forward to sunshine. Yeah, a real nice day. Sunshine, temperatures that in fact will still be a little cooler than normal today, but it's not going to be the worst we've seen lately. Watch that wind. It's going to kick up a whole lot as we head toward Wednesday and Thursday. Yes, it's out of the south. It helps bring mild air north, and our temperatures reflect that, warming up well above normal, especially Thursday, the warmest day we've seen in this uh, later part of November now. We're after the halfway point, but I don't have great news for the weekend for deer hunters. Looks like some rain starts to build on in at that time as well. We'll have forecast details right after this. To the soybean farmer who knows the early rise, who's there even when times are hardest, whose fingers bless Wisconsin soil, who sows in our hearts and grows for our children. To the soybean farmer, we stand with you. Strengthen the voice of Wisconsin farmers. Join the Wisconsin Soybean Program at wisoybean.org. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Are you paying too much for health insurance? Rural Mutual Insurance can help you find the best options for individual, group, vision, dental, and Medicare. Call your local Rural Mutual agent to see how you can save. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let's have that forecast. All right, that forecast is today for mostly sunny skies. Really a nice day, a little cooler than you may like in the upper 30s with the northwest winds at 5 to 15. Overnight, partly cloudy, mid or upper 20s for lows. Winds become southeast at 5. Sunny becoming breezy Wednesday, but here we are in the upper 40s. Could be a 50 at La Crosse. South winds increase 10 to 20. They may even gust around 30 in the afternoon. Kind of the same Thursday, partly sunny, breezy, but very mild around or just in the low 60s. Southwest winds 10 to 20, gusting to 25. Still in the mid-50s on Friday, Pam, but some light rain developing, and that rain chance lingers into the weekend. Wow, 60s. Like you said, this late in the month of November, quite the little surprise. Yeah, setting up your deer stand on Thursday, you know, in a T-shirt, 
Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you have to think about that. If you do uh, get lucky and bring one down over the weekend, then that means you got to get her processed all that much faster. So you might want to check yeah. in in advance on that. Yeah, because temps will still be in the mid or upper 40s in the weekend. So it's not going to be a cool start. All right. Good enough. Thanks, buddy. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right, see you then. Stumach is our ag meteorologist with the weather details you are looking for. Don't forget, coming up after uh, the next uh, segment, we are going to be chatting with our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. Boy, the dairy markets got clobbered again yesterday. And honestly, it almost takes your breath away to see how fast fluid milk contracts have dissipated from the $20 mark to well under $17. John is going to be talking about that. On the upside, if you're looking at grain, well, they seem to be rallying overnight. Beans, could they hit $12? We'll be talking about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I love supporting local. And who doesn't? Hey, Ebo here. You know who else loves supporting local? Well, the Bank of Sun Prairie does. They've been supporting the greater Madison area in south-central Wisconsin for over 100 years. That is a deep commitment to their customers and a deep commitment in their customers reaching their financial goals. Now, that is what sets the Bank of Sun Prairie apart from all the other institutions where, let's be honest, these other institutions, they don't even know your name when you walk in. Well, the Bank of Sun Prairie does. And also, the Bank of Sun Prairie, they don't want to brag too much, so I'm going to do that for them. Out of the whole nation, the Bank of Sun Prairie was reviewed and rated as the top 3% of all U.S. banks in America. That's right. It's right here in your backyard in the greater Madison area and here to serve you. So be with someone that wants to see you succeed. Check them out online at bankofsunprairie.com or on Facebook and LinkedIn at Bank of Sun Prairie. You have a healthy business and you've weathered the changes. To help plan for 2021, visit Signs by Tomorrow's interactive signage map service. One certainty for next year is that signs will be critical in your continued success. Signs by Tomorrow will help with COVID signage, back-to-business signage, and delivers a fresh new creative look for your image that can increase your bottom line and competitive edge. Visit signsbytomorrow.com forward slash Madison. Imagine it. Signs by Tomorrow can do it. In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers and we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Neon, day glow, flashing lights, special effects. Today's world puts our sense of sight on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. It's a wonder how much you'll see once all the distractions fade away. 
you may see a lone eagle soaring past massive snow-capped mountains, or a great horned owl perched stoically on a branch nearby. You may see the furry face of a baby sea otter curiously poking its head out of the dark blue sea, or ancient rocks shaped by centuries of wind. When you see these things, you're seeing the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Furnace on the Fritz? Whether it's a quick fix or time for something new, you need a dealer who knows what it takes to warm things up. And a Bryant dealer does whatever it takes. It takes attention to detail, the right tools, and friendly, knowledgeable service. Bottom line, it takes a Bryant dealer to bring the heat. In the Madison area, call Heating and Cooling Incorporated for furnace service. Bryant. Whatever it takes. At Tom's Auto Center, we're known for being up front with our auto repairs. And name brand new tires. Tom and Tom of Tom's Auto Center. Goodyear, Firestone, Brigstone, Michelin, BF Goodrich, Continental, and Kelly Tires. We carry and install them all. When you need new tires, Tom's Auto Center will make sure you leave happy. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Linda comes over and she says that interior designer of yours must have cost you a fortune. My designer came free when I got my furniture at Lazy Boy, but I'm not telling Linda. Oh yes, I say, an absolute fortune, but worth every penny. Absolutely anyone can afford a professional and degree designer. Just shop at Lazy Boy. Next thing I know, Linda is blabbing it all over town. And I'm glad. Now everyone will know that I have a fancy interior designer. But what they don't know is I didn't have to pay more for it. That's fine. You keep talking, Linda. Wait till I tell everyone your secret homemade cookie recipe is really from the internet. And nobody has to know that my personal interior designer was absolutely free when I got this great furniture from Lazy Boy. It's not a secret. Pro Interior Design is free. Lazy decorators love Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. We're watching at uh, an establishment, watching the Badgers, you know, get underway, right? And all of a sudden, fullback university, fullback city, baby, is in full effect. And I immediately texted this guy to be like, yo, are you watching this? I know you're watching this. Fullback city in full effect. I get a video back of this dude grinning ear to ear, wearing a hat that says, make fullbacks great again. And that would be our guy, Wisconsin football legend, the Hebrew hammer, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, what's up, dude? What's up, man? That might have been the best intro I've ever gotten on this show. Bernie, you just bring it out of me, dude. Wow. Man, you're excited to talk. And I'm excited, too. I love texting with you. Bernie, that video you sent me, it got me fired up. I was, like, laughing, grinning ear to ear as I'm watching Chanel and Stocky just run wild all over everyone. And what's funny is, like, I, I, I have to do it. Like, it feels, it's, like, such a fun tradition. That makes me so happy. I think I might have started the tradition also a long time ago, maybe with you. you. But, Ber- but I think it was because of you and the show that we started. But it doesn't matter. Oh, oh yeah, I remember this because t- in order to get initiated into the Wisconsin football fullback <laughs> fan club, you had to chug a beer. Right. And then um, maybe it could be a bottle of wine, too. Who knows? 
Well, I, that's what I had at the time. <laughs> I had a bottle of wine, and then um, I had so many people text me like, "Where's the shotgun?" So I was like, "All right," and I got a beer and shotgunned it. Bernie, um, something tells it, me you gave into peer pressure a lot as a kid. Oh my god, dude! I was that guy. <laughs> and you, and you were also All that right. guy, also pressuring everyone else too. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just think if I if I think it will be enjoyable, I'm going to do it. So, Bernie, so, speaking of enjoyable, tell us about your weekend real quick. How good? How enjoyable was your weekend? Oh my god! So it, it was amazing. Um, Allie's mom was here. Side note, but it was so fun, and we watched the game together. So imagine. You know, chugging like a quarter of a bottle of wine, doing a shotgun, and having my pregnant wife videotape it while her mom is sitting here. It's really interesting, side note. Um, <laughs> but to watch the Badgers go into the, the big house and just put, like, a whooping on them. I mean, I have never been – I was like, I could cry almost. I can hear, I can I hear it in your voice, Bernie. You were, you were almost crying tears of joy after you are chugging that bottle of wine and sending me that video. What does it feel like, though, for you to see? I mean, like, Bernstein, I tweeted out that video or uh, the picture of you grinning ear to ear, and I had so many people in my mentions being like, oh, I remember him against Penn State. I remember him leaping over guys. <laughs> I remember him doing this. I remember him doing that as a, as a, as a fullback for Wisconsin to see the torch continue to be carried by the fullbacks. How does it make you feel? I mean, we. I think that position at Wisconsin should just be in the Hall of Fame, you know, forever. Some of the guys that have played there who have continued to play, to watch these dudes score touchdowns, catch the football, make blocks, I'm, I, like, am obsessed with how they use them. Um, and, and look at every team. They can't stop it because teams don't use the fullback. They don't practice against it. And then you have, like, these monster truck humans who get the ball, find a little gap, it's unbelievable. And blow it up. Graham, Graham Mertz ran for a five-yard um, quarterback sneak. It was like a sieve. <laughs> he just like ran through. Like, he like, didn't even know he was seeing two linebackers, which was a little scary for me. But um, to watch, who was it? Was it, uh, it was, uh, Chanel just running in, the, in the, like, the open field? Yeah. He didn't even know what to do. No. Kind of, it's kind of funny. I saw, hey, Bernie, to that point, though, I saw that your you know, former teammate, right, Anthony Davis, tweeting out. He says, I love Stocky, but Bernie goes 90 on that one. <laughs> you know, I, I, we have a lot of fun with games, um, texting with, you know, people who are alumni, people who played w- with the Badgers. We have a blast. Um, you know, obviously, we have the linebackers talking crap about, you know, how good the linebackers are. I'm always talking crap about how good the fullbacks and the backs are. You know, I was texting with AD because – we saw Jalen Berger, and I love – he still seems very raw to me. Yeah. But his, his athleticism and, and what he did, you know, the ball's kind of hanging all over the place, but he caught balls. I'm, like, really excited to see his progression. I mean, he looked great to me. Nikhil Watson still looked good to me, too. Yeah. Um, I think um, you could see, like, the rust on Mertz for the first, you know, drive. But then he kind of settled back down. For sure. Um, took some shots that I, 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 I actually like. I mean, we never really did that before. <laughs> um, so, I, you know, like, I, I feel like we're and – we, and we never scored touchdowns off of turnovers. And I feel like this team is like a fresh new, like, team. They have, like, this swag to them. Here we use a lot of F words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report – 
with Pam Youngke. Well, it's a Tuesday. That means John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson out of West Bend, is going to be joining us. And thank goodness he is. Again, yesterday, dairy just got pummeled. Our barrel cheese price was down 21 cents. Fluid milk contracts dropped as much as 82 cents on one contract. We're now below $17 on all of our milk contracts. What is going on? Is there a floor in sight? Going to talk with John about that coming up. I'm Pam Yankee, now from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk. Here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So today, 17th day of November, on this day, 2003, Arnold Schwarzenegger was sworn in as California governor. How about that? An actor that we thought uh, was going to be limited on the screen suddenly turned in to the elected official in California, Sacramento State House, on this day, 2003. Happy birthday to Martin Scorsese, 78. Danny DeVito is 76. And Lauren Michaels from Saturday Night Live fame is 76 as well. Now you know. Well, we want you to know that uh, there are plenty of folks that are still interested in Wisconsin agribusiness. A gathering spot for a lot of those agribusinesses will be Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2021. That show is already planning for face-to-face activity just outside of Eau Claire at Hunsinger Farms. I talked about it with Mike Gintner. He is on the executive board with the Eau Claire County Farm Technology Days folks. Remember, they were supposed to have held that show July of 2020, but because of the pandemic, it was postponed. But he says they're game on and ready to go come July of 2021. In our county meeting there, it was a uh, it was a, certainly a tough time and a tough decision that we had to try to make the decision whether or not we would we would cancel the show or if we'd actually push it into 2021. And and you know the the enthusiasm on the on the executive team and and especially our host farm Huntinger Farms there, everybody really wanted to have this event. We've we've already put so much time and effort into it. That we we decided that 2021, since there was um, there wasn't a county hosting it, it was a good fit to you know to to essentially postpone the show, kind of give us a little bit more time to to come back and and actually improve on what we already thought was going to be a, a very well you know organized and, and run show. Um, so it gave us a little more time there. It, we definitely took a little bit of a break just to you know get ourselves you know mentally recharged. Um, and then we've been we've hit the road running here and um, and we're, we feel we're going to be ready to put on a, a great show there. Uh, you know our sponsors have stuck with us. Um, you know, exhibitors have, have been very understanding and have, have stuck with us. So because of all that support, you know, from both the sponsors, the exhibitors, and, and especially the farm there, it's made, it's made our life as the volunteers to, uh, you know, to, to run the show, it's made our life pretty, pretty easy and, and pretty exciting. Right, right. Talk to me a little bit, Mike, on um, I'll say the contingencies that have to be built in if you're going to be the kind of the first out of the box, shall we say, uh, uh, regarding the pandemic. We we don't know what the situation is going to be by the summer of 2021. Have you had to devise uh, any new plans, uh, any new uh, PPE, any new committees to make sure that the general public, your exhibitors, your vendors are going to be comfortable with the show in 2021. Yeah, that's that's definitely been a big topic, and we've got a a, a great um, our traffic and safety committee um, is is a is a very good committee. It's got a lot of resources, both with um, you know with our 
our state patrol and our local, you know, sheriff's department and fire departments, and they they have very tight connections in there in with the health department so they're they're always on ongoing conversations with with them as far as what's what's happening um you know and and really right now it's too early to kind of say what we want you know what exactly the specifics are going to be um but we we definitely are planning some different um you know just having the ability to to do the show and and being able to I guess modify as as we need to in as far as making sure you know both exhibitors and and participants and and individuals coming through the show are are both safe and feel safe um that that's ultimately the goal I mean the nice thing is is it's an outdoor show and it's you know it's it put on you know eighty to hundred and twenty acres there so there's there's plenty of space to spread out. Um, but we're we're definitely working with the health department here in Eau Claire to make sure that it is safe. And as we um, as we go, it, you know, we'll probably know more specifics as far as what has to be done, and and that as we start getting closer to the show. But we're definitely going to have to be, you know, very um, very fluid, very you know, able to kind of make changes as we go. Boy, absolutely. Mike Gintner along with us uh, from Eau Claire County. They are the folks that are going to host Wisconsin Farm Technology Days 2021. Volunteers are a critical part of this show, Mike, as is the university extension staff. How have you continued to try to manage those folks and keep them engaged in the process with the limitations of the pandemic? Yeah, um, it's been, you know, that's that's probably one of the more challenging parts but um you know as of right now you know i I think we've got a very good volunteer base uh we're always looking for more so so if individuals have have um that desire to try to help participate we certainly uh would love to hear from them um you can go onto our website at uh, www.wifarmtechdays.org and we have um areas to sign up for volunteers and then we we're actually working very tightly with uh, CVTC, the Chippewa Valley Tech College here. Um, they've got a location in Eau Claire, and and um, their Adam Whaling, who's uh, uh, the dean there on the, the energy campus, he he has taken the lead on the on the youth committee, and then you know allowing us to you know get some volunteers and get get in touch and and actually work pretty tight with with the tech college there so it's um that's you know without that resource you know it'd be even more challenging but but i think we've got some really good people in the right spots that are that are helping with you know the both the volunteers and and the connections that we need Ready to go. That's Mike Gittner. He's on the executive committee for Eau Claire County's Farm Technology Days crew at Huntsinger Farms just outside of Eau Claire. The date's July 20th through the 22nd, 2021. So we wish them the very best of luck there. Markets and overnight electronic trade. Uh, grain trade doesn't need much luck, but dairy does. Talking about it with John Heinberg from Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson in just a moment. December corn overnight is still up four cents at four twenty. January soybeans are up fourteen cents at eleven sixty eight. July new crop wheat that's up a penny right now at six oh seven a bushel. But dairy got pounded again yesterday. Barrel cheese lost twenty one cents down to a dollar forty. Forty pound block cheese was unchanged at one. 91 and three quarters, while double A butter dropped two cents at $1.38 per pound. 
and the fluid milk contracts are bleak this morning as well. December milk dropped a dime in overnight trade after losing better than 80 cents yesterday. December now stands at 1664 100 weight. January down nine overnight, 1667, and February milk's down four at 1647 100 weight. I don't see anything over about 1670 100 weight until you get into December of next year. What is going on there? And why is it happening so fast? We're talking about that next with John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. Stick around. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. At Wiffles Hybrids, our family recipe for success has been handed down for three generations. Take two parts high-performing hybrids, mix with one part unmatched quality, then finish it off with our secret sauce, superior customer service. Some people may say it's impossible to get the best hybrids from an independent, family-owned company, to which we'd say, have your cake and eat it, too. Mmm, Wiffles Hybrids, quite possibly the best hybrids you can buy. With a suite of metal roof this time of the year, the snow will slide off, keeping you from having to shovel it yourself. And it can prevent major ice dams. These are things you won't have to worry about. Contact us and get on our calendar as soon as you can. We'll help you plan for a beautiful metal roof. I'm Mike. And Mary Sweeta. Enjoy the long-lasting architectural strength and beauty of a suite of metal roof. S-W-I-T-A metalroofing.com Suite metal roofing, the last roof you'll ever need. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank, your local independent bank. This year, we've made over $53 million in paycheck protection loans. This kept more than 5,200 people employed at 225 businesses. We're committed to helping business build a better future. To learn more, go to SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, lenders you know. Member FDIC, Equal Opportunity Lender. In Windsor and Madison. As a business owner, you rely on a lot of people to keep things up and running. Hey, you're not the only one who'd like to kick your IT provider to the curb. Compel Consulting has become the most trusted source of computer services, pain-free. Compel works to eliminate the hassles and headaches that technology can bring, helping business owners increase productivity and make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Ooh, I don't know how many friends I'm going to have left after we get done with this conversation. It is tough on a Tuesday morning to take a look at what's happening in dairy and then, uh, I guess, flip it and find good news when it comes to grain. Let's talk about it all. John Heinberg, Market Advisor with Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live on a Tuesday. Let's... let's um postpone the pain just a minute, John, and instead focus in on soybeans because an overnight trade, holy man, they're continuing to rocket. We're actually now having that conversation about $12 beans. And just a minute ago, we were talking about the potential for $11 beans. What's going on there? 
Well, it's all about demand. And, and then obviously we had the USDA report last week, which made a major cut in the supply. We're talking 190 million bushels of carryover uh, projected in November. Okay, now put that in historical perspective. That's about 20 years uh, in terms of a low uh, we're seeing there. And the other side that we really look at is what we call stocks to use. That's the num- basically the number of available days of bean supplies. And that number is down to 4.2, which means we basically got about 15 days available uh, supply of beans. Only one year in the last 25 is lower than that. That was 13 and 14. That was post drought. So that kind of tells you where this picture is. And every time we turn around, we can see, keep seeing demand news that keeps this market anxious. Yesterday, we saw crush numbers come in at a record for the United States. 185 million bushels used in the month of October, eclipsing any other month in history. So we got domestic demand. And then on top of that, we're shipping beans out quickly. Uh, 82 million bushels last week went overseas, of which which is encouraging. 74% of that was beans headed to China. Uh, So we got a market that's extremely concerned that the supply side could get even tighter and the demand side is aggressive. And with that, today, the technical buying kind of kicked in as we put new contract highs in on the overnight. My goodness, that's a lot to stuff in a five-pound bag there. And, you know, then I take a look at what's happening on Wall Street, the momentum there. How long... Can we keep this kind of fuel pumping into the marketplace, John? Well, right now, at least until the end of the year, at least it has me the most concerned. I guess we can see this market keep moving higher and pushing in there, but I'm a little cautious when we start getting that first of December window and do we start seeing some correction? Do we see the money come off the table? And, you know, we're talking fund money and, and, you know, outside trader money. They'd like to clean up the balance sheet so the, the statements look really good for the end of the year. So we could see some pullback there. That's a concerning point. Obviously, too, we're still watching on the, you know, presidential change in January. Does the market start anticipating that a little bit more? Uh, but at least right now, now I get a little cautious when markets are skyrocketing on the overnight. Is that kind of a push out? And then we get that rip back during the afternoon. Uh, we'll see. But at this stage, it looks like the money flow and the technical side can push into this. We've seen this, especially like in that milk market, which we're going to talk about here. When the money goes one way and the, the computers are kicking in and buying or selling, they don't care about the fundamentals. They're looking at the, at the move and what they can put into that market to push it. All right. You're giving me a perfect pivot. Let's talk about dairy because that is a pure bloodbath. Is what you're alluding to there, John, the technical side, the automatic trades leading us down this quickly? It's a combination of things, and that's a big portion of it right now is just kind of the news is leaving the market, and this was something that we've been concerned about here now for the last handful of weeks. You know, we've had the government active in that cheese market, you know, with the Farmers of Family Food Box program. That buying ended as of the 30th of October, and it's not a coincidence since, you know, even with the presidential election and the regime change there as well, coming at us, the potential of that program probably not staying in the market is there. Uh, so the, this market has been pricing in, and we've said we've seen a block, drop in blocks since the 1st of November by $0.87. Cents. Barrels down $1.12 again since the start of the month, and that's just put the skids into the milk market overall. Then on top of that, obviously, the COVID situation in terms of the resurgence of cases here across the United States as well as the world, restrictions getting put back into place. And now with cold weather coming, restaurants are losing that outdoor seating. So we're seeing the, seeing the impact on the food service sector as well. And it's basically just turned into a free fall in these markets as we're getting back to, I don't want to say a normal market, but at least taking that volatility and that, that price surge that was put into those front months is leaving. 
Now, that being said, do we have any idea where the floor might be, John? Because this starts to feel an awful light, lot like what we experienced back March, April. Yeah, that's concerning to me. I was looking at some of the charts here yesterday and this morning and just kind of going through things. And, you know, we're at a, an area here where December and January can maybe find a little bit of traction. But every time it feels like they do, we get another break to the downside. You know, we need to see that free for all stop in the cheese market. I mean, barrels were down 21 cents yesterday. You know, that just keeps that negative selling pressure into the market overall. Wouldn't shock me that we go test that $16 area on the low end. We'll see if it can find some traction there. Typically, like in in most cases, like markets overdo it on both sides of the coin. We go too high for them, further than we should. In this case, we may be even going to have a rundown lower than we should. Uh, but it's definitely a window in here. You know, We initiated some coverage for producers to start 21, looking at a quarter-by-quarter quarter basis for you know, you know some of the DRP here to get things at least protected. Uh, but it's a cautionary moment here because we just don't know how things are going to shake out over the next couple of months, especially with that food service and restaurant trade due to COVID. Let's talk more about what I can do to protect myself. Dairy margin coverage, uh, dairy revenue protection. What elements do I need to absolutely make sure I've got locked in right now, John, as we fall? Well, we need to make the phone calls and get organized in terms of building that floor. I mean, right now you were going to probably look at a floor and say, okay, that's not very good. Look where we were. But it, it comes to the point we need to make sure we're protecting ourselves in case of the washout. You know, you know, I would rather protect small losses than watch things totally tumble and still keep that upside open. So that dairy revenue program is something that, you know, I'm encouraging producers to make sure you're taking a look at, may have the conversations, at least make sure we're trying to protect somewhere around that $16 floor and keep that top side open in case, you know, we do see some stability in this market just as overdoing things here, which, you know, like I said, is a possibility, you know, Last next year's milk prices are still trading in the mid 16s to upper 16s in the second half of the year. You know, there's some opportunities there to at least kind of build a base looking at the full year price. But again, you need to be kind of on the move here and just make sure we at least uh, protect against the washout. Because remember how low we got last last spring. Not saying that that's going to happen again, but we just don't know. Oh man, yeah, we don't need to do that now. John, quickly give us your contact information so people can hook up with you. Sure, I'd love to chat with them. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779. Feel free to shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And if you're looking for information on the DRP program, we have a lot of good information about that on our website at totalfarmmarketing.com. Boy, buddy, I hope you're busy, busy, busy before we talk again next week because, like you said, you have to be proactive. You cannot be frozen by fear. you got to take action to protect yourself. Sounds good. John Heinberg along with us. Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. That is one of the resources you can turn to when it comes to getting that protection on the downside because, boy, by golly, this morning it looks like that's another direction that we are headed, and nobody right now obviously knows where it is going to end. But think about what happened this spring. Big demand, bare shelves, Nobody, everybody getting uh, told they can't buy as much milk as they'd like, but dairy farmers dumping milk, protect yourself for sure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam.